ยินดีต้อนรับสู่สะพานผ่านเทคเกตของพระเจ้าจูโลมูบานาซูตาตาคุกโซอดูดพา Welcome to Bridges for Mission. Well, hello everyone. Bridges for Mission. Here we go. What a beautiful new season we are in. And thank you, thank you, thank you, um, all our followers. Over 2,000 from everywhere. I mean, at this point. When we look at the stats, it is just amazing to see the different countries uh, that are following us. So thank you, thank you, thank you. Um, I'm Reverend Sandra Dorsonville, and I'm one of the co-producers with my partner here, Minister Nicole Cox. Hello, everyone. It is good to have you with us again. And um, and to kick off season six, so we'll this time you will hear from a variety of. Um, Voices, volunteers who have taken part and joined over the year um, in various capacities. Um, so we just wanted to bring them in, and um, and today we have Dr. Susan Mussey with us, and she'll introduce herself in a little bit. Um, but we want to really heartfelt gratitude because there are a lot of podcasts out there, and the fact that you chose. Bridges for Mission, um, to follow and to give us feedback and rating. We don't take it lightly. So we are truly uh, grateful for all of you coming from all continents at this point. You know, Australia, New Zealand, they are following us. Yes, from all continents. And we are extremely excited and we are extremely thankful and honored and blessed. And I love it. Um, so keep leaving those comments, keep leaving those reviews. We will be forever grateful. Um, so like my co-host said, um, we are here with volunteers. And today we have with us Dr. Susan Mussey. Um, and I will open up the floor and let her introduce herself because she is a fantastic woman, fantastic individual, and I cannot do her justice. So Susan, who are you? What is, what is you? Hi, everyone. Um, well, first, I just want to say, Reverend Sandra and Minister Nicole, I'm just thrilled to be here. Thank you so much for having me. Um, I'm a listener to the podcast and a follower. So uh, it's quite humbling to be here in the capacity, um, you know, on this end of the microphone, I guess you would say. Um, and and so thank you. Um, so um I'm Susan and um, I wear many hats. So I am a wife and a mother and a daughter, a sister, a friend, um, but most importantly, relationally, I'm a follower of Jesus. And as such, um, it's been awesome to, to just see what that means in my life. And um, for most of my life, what that has meant is that I am a teacher um, and it's, it's really how I identify, um, not what I do, but who I am. Um, so I've, I've been a teacher since I was a little, a little girl teaching my little brother and my dolls. And, um, as an adult, um, God equipped me to teach professionally. So I've been blessed to teach, um, 
middle school and high school science in the K-12 public school system in um, the United States. I have taught teachers at the university level and in teacher preparation programs. And um, now I, um, I teach in various ministries, um, both locally and internationally um, using digital platforms. So um, it's very exciting. My, my friend calls it adventurous obedience. When you are a follower of Christ, you, he allows you um, to live out the desires of your heart, which he, he plants there. So that's a little bit about who I am. Exciting. Wow. Um, so a really quite um, extensive teaching career. Um, what brought you to doing cross-cultural teaching or whom or what got you interested? How did that get started? I really love this question um, because when I think back on my, on my life and my career, um, I think there wasn't one person or one thing. Um, I think God had always been calling me into using my teaching gifts that, that he gave me um, to serve in his kingdom. Um, but my ministry friends and I call it um, breadcrumbs. <laughs> and um, when I look back on my life, I can see the times where I found the breadcrumbs and then maybe other times where I missed the breadcrumbs. Um, but in the past six years now, I'd say I'm, I'm finding them more, I'm seeing them more. And it kind of all started one day almost six years ago now when I was um, sitting on the couch holding my newborn. And um, when you have a newborn, you learn to trust God in a whole new way because um, you're not the one in control of uh, <laughs> that next breath that you wake up in the middle of the night to make sure is happening. And so as I was watching him breathe and sitting there, I was kind of thinking, you know, what, what would you have me do, Lord? Um, and this is a question I ask, like, what, what's next? What would you have me do? And I think this was the first time in my life I was finally um, maybe still enough and quiet enough or, or near enough to hear um, and really start to hear and see the breadcrumbs more. So um, I kind of had this thought or the thought was planted, um, serve local, pray global. And I got really excited because I thought, oh, that's it. That's what I'm supposed to do. I ran outside and I told my husband, I know what we're supposed to do. Serve local, pray global. And he said, well, what does that mean? <laughs> I was like, I have no idea, but I think we're going to find out. Um, and so from there, it was, it was, I talk about it as like a series of yes, Lords. It wasn't one thing. It was, and it's not one thing. And I still don't know exactly what it all, you know, will, what will happen, but it's, it's just a series of seeking and then an opportunity comes and, and you say, yes, Lord. And so, and sometimes those opportunities are really clear. Um, for example, I, I took a class to learn more about missions because I didn't know much about what missions were and what cross-cultural mission looked like. But while I was in the class, I was studying a group of um, 
of Chinese in um, Western China, um, Hmong Chinese. And I prayed, I live in Austin, Texas. So I was praying, well, Lord, can I serve Chinese people here? Um, I have a newborn. I'm not going to China anytime soon that I know of. Um, and the very next week, um, a group came and were, was seeking volunteers to serve as conversational partners, English conversational partners with Chinese international students in Austin. And it was a very clear answer. Um, and so there have been times like that where it's a very clear answer. Um, what, what would you have me do, Lord? And it's an email from international ministry saying, um, we have this partner, our, you know, would you serve as um, in an English teaching experience um, virtually? That's something that was, was a more direct answer to a prayer. So sometimes it's, it's really awesome and clear that God is calling me to cross-cultural mission. Sometimes it's awesome the way God leaves the breadcrumbs where we can find it. Other times it's, it's not as obvious. It's more of definitely a faith walk where you're taking a step and saying, yes, Lord, um, kind of like Indiana Jones style. You don't even know if you're stepping on a, a solid, you know, piece of ground. I love the image that you bring uh, the breadcrumb um, and how God leaves us breadcrumbs along the way, um, but then surrounded, surrounding them all. Um, with prayer and and trusting in the breadcrumbs and trusting where those breadcrumbs would are going to lead. So um, thank you. I can, you know, what fell on my heart was hmm, the breadcrumb ministry. Let's pause on this one and see. But um, now, thank you, thank you for for the journey and and letting us know how how you got interested in cross cultural mission and you know how you continue to journey. Um, with us as well. So uh, listeners, so that you know, uh, Dr. Season is one of our volunteers um, who has been serving virtually um, in a teaching capacity in Cambodia. And it has been wonderful um, on the receiving end and as well as, uh, I believe for you as well, um, uh, Season as well. And so Minister Nicole, I know you have some more questions for her. I do. I do. So my first question would be, you've done so much in person, like we all have, you know, before the pandemic, we were able to to have conversations and to teach and things like that in person. And the pandemic really shook that up. Um, and you can't as easily meet in person and, you know, be in large groups and things like that. So how has it been for you that shift of teaching in person to now teaching pretty much solely online, virtually through Zoom or, you know, whatever platform kind of comes up and is the easiest. So how has that transition been like for you? And how is it like to serve um, virtually and kind of like the the joys and challenges of that? Yes. So as you said, right before COVID, um, one of my ministry partners and friends, Linnell and I had started an in-person English teaching ministry um, at our church where we were able to serve um, locally and um, in person and teach English um, to people here. That came after my family and I had 
taken one of those walks, Sophie, um, on a vision trip in Spain, where we had met some long-term servants who were doing that in Spain with a center. And part of that center was an English teaching ministry. Um, so we had seen that in person, and then we we be- began it here in 2018. Um, and so we were kind of just getting up and running. And in the spring of 2020, of course, all of that, that stopped. So we thought, um, but God had other plans because the next week I got a call from, from my friends in Spain who were planning to continue their English teaching ministries online on zoom. And they invited me, the Lord invited me to be a part of that. And that's, I think. I love that idea of the invitation that you get. And, and so that was definitely one of those breadcrumbs where I knew, um, I knew I was being invited to be a part of something really awesome um, that was happening. And so God used all these digital technologies that we have now um, to keep us connected during the pandemic and to allow these ministries to continue. So um, I began teaching with, with them. And that led for, it started with a few students in Spain. And and then before I knew it, we had, we had three continents represented in our class, you know, and four time zones. And it was just, it was really neat to see, um, to be together in that way during this global crisis um, and to share the experiences together. And I just, I just think it's so powerful how God was able to use um, technology during during this time. So that was definitely a joy for me. I mean, I remember one one time I was was on a call with a student in Spain and it was it was the time of the evening where they like like we did in New York, um, went out on their balconies to cheer on their healthcare workers. And I was able to I'm getting choked up because I I was able to experience that with her and um, it was just a wonderful gift. Um, So those are some of the joys, just kind of knowing we weren't alone. No one, we weren't alone um, during that time, even though we were isolated. That was, this was very early on in the pandemic when we were maybe alone in our homes, but um, we weren't alone as, you know, the family of God. So that led to me meeting another English teacher, online English teacher, um, who knew about um, you guys and and short-term missions, the short-term missions that were going on and an opportunity um, to teach English in Cambodia. And she sent me the email and, and, and that was another breadcrumb. And I, I said, well, yes, Lord, but hmm, let me Google Cambodia and learn a little bit. I knew nothing. Um, <laughs> I knew nothing. Um, and so that was a real step of faith too, because I was comfortable teaching English in person to primarily Spanish speakers, um, people who had Spanish as their first language. That kind of continued online with m- the majority of my students being in Spain or South America and having a, a Spanish speaking background. 
but this would be a totally different experience um, because the primary language had a, it, it was just, it's Khmer and it's very different. So I had a lot to learn, not just with the online aspect, but also with the, the cultural and linguistic um, barriers that needed to be over, overcome. And doing that online is, is definitely a challenge. Um, so that would be one of the challenges is, especially with language teaching, because there's language, you know, your, your primary language is your heart language and it's part of your culture. It's part of your identity. And a lot of that there's, there's unspoken aspects to it that, um, are very nuanced. So in an online platform, you really have to work hard to catch those and you don't always, um, and so it's, it's, a, it's a trust exercise um, and it requires, I think it requires courage and um, on both ends um, for the students and the teacher. And as the teacher, you, you really are humbled to take the seat of a learner a lot of, a lot of the times when you're doing that. Um, but it's, it's awesome because you can still connect. There's still joy, there's still um, love, and you can still, you know, be the hands and feet of Jesus, like even though you're staring at a screen. And I hope we, I hope, you know, we don't forget that because I've seen in, I've seen people just rushing back to and maybe to what was the norm before. And um, I don't want us to forget the lessons that we've learned and how we can use these technologies to continue to connect, you know, even after, even when we're able to be together in person again. And that's another challenge is not being able to be together in person because a lot of the language learning happens, you know, before class or after class, or when you're, you know, when you learn about a meal that the other culture loves and you can break bread together. And that's something you can still kind of do and I love food and I think food's a big part of, can be a big part of language classes. And it certainly is in mine. Um, you can still find creative ways to do that. Like here's the recipe. Let's go cook it on our side of the world and then we'll eat together. Um, but that's definitely a challenge. I want to hug my new friends and, um, you know, maybe one day I'll be able to do that. Yeah. Amen. For sure. Um, I do have to say that your the first joy that you shared with um, being online and being able to to see them celebrate the first responders and and their medical worker um, that also just that brings so much joy to my heart as well because um, I live with a nurse um, and so I definitely understand the struggle that they've all gone through during COVID and just that support that is needed um, and just that connection that like you said, that even though you can't be in person, you still know that you're connected, at least through Zoom, um, that you can see the other people and you can have those conversations and um, just connect in a different way um, than what we're used to. Um, but just that support to in general. Um, and you've mentioned your family a lot um, during this time with, you know, um, prayers and having conversations and really just taking these steps together as a family um, instead of, you know, 
you kind of doing your own thing, your husband doing his thing. And then, you know, even your son, you know, doing his own thing sort of thing, but really just trying to do, you know, what God is calling you as a family is, is beautiful. And I know that's hard when you've got, you know, three individuals with their own unique personalities. Um, But how has it been for you um, to have that support of the whole family together um, during this process? Um, It's, it's everything. Um, I think usually I say we, we, what we're doing, we're teaching English online. We are uh, teaching English in person. I may have not been doing it as much uh, this time, but I usually, when I talk about how we serve, it's we, and that's, that's my, my family unit here um, at home, my husband and my son, because it's definitely even if I'm the person in front of the screen teaching the English class there in the background, you know, they're, they're supporting me now as I'm on this call, um, taking care of one another and, um, downstairs and, you know, playing together and trying to stay quiet. Um, (laughs) but it means everything. And the more that I can get them and them involved, um, and, you know, have my husband's prayer support and support, I think the more um, confidence I can have going into different experiences that are new. Um, and the more that I can get my son involved, you know, the more, the more, you know, I just pray for him to be a man of God and to, and to serve his whole life. Um, and not miss as many breadcrumbs maybe as I missed early on. And he does serve. I mean, he is, he's, he is the joy in the online call. Sometimes when he's, we're making American style pancakes and he's right there in the kitchen with me, you know, um, with me adding the ingredients in and then of course, taste testing. So, um, it's been awesome. And it, it extends beyond just my, my immediate family here because my mom has been involved in our English teaching ministries. Um, she's taught with me in person and she's also been a part of those, some of those online experiences. Um, the, the American pancakes was kind of a whole family deal um, on our end and in Cambodia. So it's really awesome to have them. I'm very thankful every day for them. It really sounds like God is calling the whole unit, um, the whole family, not, you know, and calling the whole family through you. Maybe you are showing the breadcrumb or showing the way, but then everybody else is part of it. Um, And what a beautiful image uh, that we have. I'm really taken by some of the um, comments that you made earlier that Um, The pandemic, we might have been isolated, but we were not alone. And that through the Zoom platforms and your teaching, you were able to connect with a lot of people. You were able to be part of their learning, but also part of the teaching that you've received. So um, what a beautiful ministry and, and experience. And I hope that as people listen to this episode and feel encouraged, with their next step and maybe finding their own breadcrumbs or noticing their breadcrumbs. Um, but I'm wondering what do you feel God is calling for your next steps to be? <laughs> I always hesitate to talk about, you know, what, what my next steps are because 
I, I, you know, I don't know what God has in store, but I, I know a few things. Um, and, and I do agree with you, Reverend Sandra, about, I think we will serve as a unit, um, in some capacity eventually. Um, we've had glimpses of that. And I think there have, there are times, um, where maybe one person knows it before the others. Um, and th- that's what I've learned from, from some of our global um, partners. And so maybe that's the case here too. I think one exciting next step is that um, we are in the second phase of the project in Cambodia, um, where I'm teaching virtually and I'm teaching English. And it's really exciting because the students are college students and um, serving youth who are at these critical transition points in their lives. I think it's just, it's a really important place for teaching ministries to happen. And I'm, I'm really humbled to be a part of that. So the global partners there on the ground are amazing. And um, that's, that's one thing. A second thing that is happening, um, and this was one of those step out, can't see the floor thing. I'm, um, I'm teaching a high school group in a Bible study, and we're working on Revelation, which, um, total surprise, definitely a God thing, kind of maybe understand when Moses said, can, is there anyone else who can do this? <laughs> but uh, <laughs> that's happening. And that's a, that's, that's awesome. So I think this, um, when I look at kind of what's happening, what continues to be a pattern for us, I do see this, that original local and global thing. Um, and that's the magic of short-term mission is this having local people on the ground and then maybe some global partners that are, are working together um, because we're all in the family of God. And um, it's really neat. And technology is the, is the, is a key is one key to open that, that door. Um, I've been nice. thinking about this. This might be too much, but um, I've been thinking about it like technology. So when I we were talking about that connection and we're not alone, um, it, in the New Testament, it's, it, it was letters, right? It was the church would receive a letter from Paul. And I think about how excited they must have been. Just that encouragement, like, brothers and sisters, I'm praying for you. And it's kind of the same thing maybe when we get a WhatsApp message or something, you know, like our friends in Spain will send each other little messages. I'm praying for you today. Or how can I pray for you this week? And it's just it's so neat how technology can um, connect us in the same way that letters would connect people in the, in the first century church. It's definitely using the context of what was there you know, 2000 years ago, a thousand years ago and so on and what's now. Um, But I love the way you have um, made a lot of our listeners who struggle with how to do short-term mission or or respond to the call and feel like their call is local 
and yet there is a pull for the global. Um, and you said it so beautifully that it's the, it's the both, you know, and, and you are an example of that, how you've been able to do the both and do the both with the family and get the, the family excited and involved. Um, because I know that, and we've encountered that too with various volunteers over the years who um, feel like they're the only one called, but then the family, how can the family stay connected? So, so thank you. Thank you for um, being with us on this episode. I know that you have blessed many listeners in Zimbabwe and Nepal and Hungary and New Zealand. Um, Minister Nicole, is there a word that we can use as we continue to do the bridge making and the bridge building and the connecting it of um, different parts and different hearts. Um, is there a word for today? Ah, oh, just one word is always hard. Like you gotta give me like two or three, come on now. Um, I would have, in just in one word, trust. That was my word. I love it. <laughs> yeah, online teaching is a trust exercise. Trust, yeah. mm-hmm. the der- various facets of trust. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. So thank you everyone for listening to Bridges for Mission and until next time. We thank you for listening to Bridges for Mission. You can find more information about the short-term mission office at internationalministries.org. Also, don't forget to get a hold of the new leader's guide entitled Short-Term Mission Team Essentials Together on the Journey. Uh, You can find this on Amazon, Barnes & Noble, Book Baby, and that we are so glad that you joined us today. So thank you for all the subscribers and from listening from all continents. Thank you and have a good one.